Hi, welcome to the Magic of Compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's question is how to make peace with feeling like life is passing by while you're sick. I've been really sick and not being able to do the things that are usually fulfilling. Thank you so much for that question. Uh, first, I want to acknowledge how painful that can be to go through that kind of change in life where things you were able to do before you can't do now. That's a, a huge change and a difficult time, especially if it's a change from being able to do something to not being able to do something. And so I want to acknowledge the challenge of that kind of change and the feeling of isolation that it can create because all the people that maybe you're used to doing those things with, because often it's, you know, with a certain group of people or with a certain person. So you're often feeling like you can't engage in those circles anymore. Um, so that's another kind of a side thing that happens is that not only can you not do the thing that gives you joy, but the people that you do them with, sometimes you're no longer spending the time with those people. So there's a lot of pain and adaptation to that change. And I want to acknowledge how difficult that can be. Um, but let's, let's look at the question itself. Um, and I wrote it down on this card. So how to make peace with feeling like life is passing by while you're sick. So the, the whole sentence itself carries the, the paradox or the contradiction that is almost impossible to work with. It's if you feel that life is passing you by, how to make peace with that, um, it, it's almost like you, you can't. The, the frame itself is causing pain. Life is passing me by, how do I make peace with it? Life is passing me by, how do I make peace with that? I think the, the key here is to look into that and take that peace that is actually stinging and stinging and stinging, which is life is passing me by, which on some level might feel really true. And it might be true that you can't do the things you used to do or see the people as often and do the things together. But the life is passing by is the statement that is causing the, the worldview of pain beyond the pain of the condition. Okay, because those are those, that's a real pain that that the person is going through when they're sick. So whatever the symptoms are, they're uncomfortable, and that is real. But the pain of perceiving that life is passing you by is causing extra emotional turmoil and pain, and that um, a different kind of FOMO—not just regular FOMO, but FOMO—from being sick. So FOMO being fear of missing out is an acronym that a lot of people use to describe that feeling of of um, isolation, anxiety, and feeling of loss, feeling that you're missing on all the life's treasures. And so I would say if you can banish, start to banish that concept uh, of life passing you by and transforming it with a different perspective of what, what kind of contemplative time does this allow me? I, I always look at situations where a person feels like they're lacking mobility or lacking the health that they used to have and look at that as what are the things that you normally wouldn't do as much of when you're very mobile and active and what are the things that are uh, maybe possible for someone who's going to be a little bit more sedentary or in bed or, or horizontal and, and then what are the things that you can do that are meaningful and beautiful to you even from that place. And so that is a question that I would invite you to ask yourself. And so instead of 
having your mind constantly go, oh, life is passing me by, which is stinging you regularly every day, say, every time you start to feel that, turn it on its head and say, what can I do from where I am right now that is still meaningful and beautiful? And then the answers will start to come and you'll be surprised by some of the things that you'll suddenly have ideas to do that maybe you never would have done before. And I have an example of um, a, a really wonderful friend who has had to be horizontal because of their condition and you know, huge change from being a highly social person, always in the middle of a large group and organizing getaways and gatherings to being alone at home, laying on the couch in the bed, not even being able to stand up for, for very long at all. So when they're in this situation, you know, we, we talked about that and like, what can you do that's meaningful? And they were very, very focused on, okay, these are all the things I can do. And so they started reading a lot, which they maybe, they used to do too, but they just became an avid reader and read on all the topics that were of interest to them and actually became an expert on the topic because of how much time they put in to reading and reading and reading. And they found that they developed the passion for this topic that was only maybe a, a small passion before. Because the more time you put into something, even if it's in little spurts, it's extended over months and months, which is even, you know, this is talk, we're talking years later now too. This person has become an expert on this topic. So that's just one example of something that you might be able to do. And of course, you might be limited in how long you can do something or how you do something. But that creativity that is coming from your soul is going to come through to you when you ask the right question. So it's about asking the right question when you're dealing with a challenge. Because when we're not able to move through a challenge, it's usually because we're asking a question that is slapping ourselves in the face or stinging us. Um, or just blocking us. The question is blocking us. So reframe the question so that you can, you know, generate the creative uh, result or the creative ideas. Oh, I could do this. Suddenly it'll come to you. I have another example of someone who um, got into, um, you know, a very serious war condition where they um, were extremely injured and became a quadriplegic. But one of the questions that you know they asked me well you know I can't do the things that I would love to do with my kids anymore and it's so painful to watch them grow and not know that I can't do those things with them anymore and so we had this discussion about well what is meaningful and beautiful to you that you can still do and then we came up with this huge list of things that started coming through them and you know this person is extremely courageous and and, and brave to do to do this to be able to face the loss of what they cannot do, but then turn it around and focus on what you can do. And the last thing I'm going to mention is that often a time where you're sick for a long time and you don't know what the future is, it feels like a, a, a state of limbo because everything is on hold. And I know that that is a very difficult feeling for someone who has a lot of passions, who have a lot of friends, who have a lot of things that they want to do in this life. But often in our life, when we are put in that position by our body because of something it's going through, this intelligent body is going through something and we're going to have to serve that need. It's our vessel on this planet. But while you're serving your body's needs and doing everything you can to heal and rest and take care of yourself, there's this other opportunity to do a, a spiritual journey. And that is a huge part of often what is a part of the catalyst of this is 
not being able to do the things you normally do, suddenly you go inward. And it happens to a lot of people. So this could be an initiation into another level of your spiritual life that you wouldn't have had time for if you were running around, uh, having fun here and doing things there. Sometimes the quiet and stillness that you're facing now, and even though there might still be a lot of energy and turmoil from you know, the body sensations and the emotional chaos of facing all that pain, there is this opportunity to turn inwards and to do a very spiritual journey to understand different parts of yourself, to understand what is your higher purpose, uh, especially if it isn't going to be doing the things you used to do. So what is your higher purpose now? What can you still focus on? And what is the spiritual journey that you can embark on even from this place? And so for me, when I was sick and I wasn't able to socialize and do all the things I was doing uh, for several years, I went into my healing work, into my spiritual exploration more deeply than I ever did before. I was very career focused before. And so that completely changed my life in a way that I do not regret. In fact, it's given me my highest purpose of all is to help others who are going through spiritual crisis uh, or wanting to develop themselves spiritually. So this became my life's work because I spent all those years going deep and studying and healing. And then when I came out, I had all these skills and knowledge that could amplify the work that I wanted to do in the world. So this is a spiritual calling when we're sick. It is an opportunity to not go into existential crisis and be devastated, but to go into existential crisis, which is why am I here? Why am I going through this? And coming up with, oh, there's a spiritual path that is laid out before me. And when I say spirit, I don't necessarily mean any religion. I just mean what matters most to you, even in the darkest of times, what matters to you is real. And there's a way to serve what matters to you, even when you're sick, even when you're downtrodden, even when you are facing a crisis of faith. Um, there are times when you can go in and say, I want to know what I really care about and what matters to me. And I will hold on to that, even in this time of darkness, even in this time where it's, I'm uncertain of the future. So often when you're sick, you don't know what's going to happen next. Am I going to be sick for a very long time? Is this going to be my life? Those are the questions I would say are natural, but be brief with them, lay them aside, and refocus on how can I use this time wisely? How can I use this time in a meaningful and beautiful way? Just keep asking that question. Don't let go of that question. Let yourself be still. As you ask that question, be very quiet. Don't expect the answer to immediately pop up. Be quiet and listen for the answers, for your heart to show you its wisdom. You will be guided if you ask the right question and then listen. I hope that this is going to give you a, a point of focus because it's so easy for the mind to grab onto uh, a painful statement or painful question and beat yourself up over and over with that question of, why can't I do the things I used to do? Or why is this happening to me? Or, or will my life always be this way? Uh, you know, those kind of questions, they only cause pain and they beat you up. They cannot create a, a fruitful answer. So the question, again, is what is the most beautiful and meaningful thing that I can do even now, even though I'm facing these limitations? And then after some time, you might even remove the word limitation and say, what are the strengths 
that I can gain during this time? What are the opportunities that I'm not seeing that come from this experience? And I know that you have a very strong and beautiful creative spirit, and I'm sending you a huge wave of love and admiration for the journey that you're on, and that I know that this is a time of great transformation, an opportunity for you to go even deeper with your inner work. And I know that it will be fruitful. I know that it will be very healing on a deep spiritual level what you're going through. And you will gain a new level of consciousness from having been through this and a new level of compassion for all those who have ever suffered in this way. Sending you lots of love from the Mermaid Pirate Lagoon. Mwah! Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.